0: Hey, what's going on Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood clippers podcast, mm-hmm. just a couple of best friends and clipper credential media
1: folks. I bring you locked on clippers. Usually five days a week during the regular season. Right now in the offs, just three days a week. But like I said, during the regular season, Monday through Friday coming at you.
0: That's right, uh, and we still got a heck of a show lined up for you today. Uh, we took to Twitter to kind of ask people what a successful Ooh. Clippers season would look like. I, I'm not gonna lie, I love how hyped everyone <laughs> out there right. is on the season. Uh, for sure, I agree. But we're gonna talk about what you know, what a success is for this Clippers season, especially considering that we might be out Kawhi for a full season, maybe just a part of it. Right. TBD. with the off
1: season lens on, of course. So, with the off
0: season yeah. lens on, yes. Uh, and then in segment two, we're talking Reggie Jackson improvements. Look, I think both of us in, in this podcast are in agreement that he should be given the keys to the offense. Absolutely. uh in the 100%. start, in the starting lineup, uh, he you know was the majority starting point guard for the season last year. But we're going to take a look at what he can do to take his game and hopefully this team to the next level. And then in shavings, great two K announcement, Eric Smith. It's going to be oh, a big day the for game. PA announcers. It's awesome. Uh, we got a third center watch for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, shocking lack of, uh, <laughs> more lack of, of announcements <laughs> on that line. Uh, and then also, the day we're recording this, it's Jay Scrub's birthday. We'll talk about what we're going to get Jay Scrub for this <laughs> B day, all that and more. Coming up right about now. But first, got to let you know about Thursdays on Locked on NBA. Thursdays on the Locked on NBA podcast, Jackson Gatlin and Matt Moore are telling you whose NBA stock is up and whose is down. Stonks, folks. (laughs) Follow the Locked on NBA podcast today on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. You are Locked on Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. Okay, so we were talking Clipper' success a little bit on the last episode. This was inspired by Clifford Spencer. Um, so we took to Twitter to see what fans would think success means at the end of next season. Uh, the options were question was, what is a successful Clipper season to you? Could have worded this better. Could have said, what does this season mean to be successful? But most people understood that it was this season. Obviously, if you're a long-term fan of this team, success is very different than if you're a fan who maybe jumped on the bandwagon a couple yes. of years ago. Um, the options were make the playoffs, make the second round, make the Western Conference Finals, make the NBA Finals. We're going to go smallest vote to biggest vote, which is the exact order that it is in. 12% of people consider making the playoffs a success. will consider making the second round a success. 26% will consider making the Western Conference Finals a success. And a borderline shocking, if I'm being completely honest, 40% of people who voted said make the NBA Finals would be a success. This is out of around 500 votes. We thank everyone who voted. It's your duty in Clipper Nation to vote. Um, This was surprising to me. I am shocked. I love the belief. I, I, it was actually me who voted five hundred times. That,
0: I, I uh, love the belief. It's uh. I guess my questions just lie. So like, I, I mean, I think if this team makes the playoffs without Kawhi, success of a season.
1: I am of the ilk that I'm in that twenty two percent. I'm in the make the second round. This team is good enough to make a second round.
0: I think, yeah, with MVPG,
1: no, I'm not going that far, Um, with potentially MVPG, I think the second round is fair. It's funny because we're looking at, it depends really on how you vote on this, on when you think Kawhi's back. Yes. Because, you know, the comments were mostly a little more, like, I don't want to say rational because that makes the idea that we can make the NBA Finals completely insane, which it's not, but a few people were like, if Kawhi is healthy... Making the NBA Finals makes total sense, and I, I can't agree more with that. I, no, I'm I'm in total. We we're going to be champions I, last year. I, I'm totally I'm
0: I'm in total agreement with that. If this team looks the way that it looked last season when it ended it, uh, and, and Kawhi then, comes
1: back fully healthy, it's like okay, yeah, let's do this thing. Let's burn this mother down. Yes, <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, most of them kind of talked about how anything after the second round would be a success. So you know, so making it as far as this team has ever made it again, which well, that's kind of the standard. Like that's the thing with sports nowadays. Is like that is the standard which is tough like either you have to pretty much do as well as you've ever done or it's a failure in some people's eyes i mean 48 percent of people voted either the second round of the western conference finals you know what i mean so that does overtake um the nba finals one but one person gave you a shout out about the kind of like the house money idea yeah it's that we're we're and like Explain that for me, to people who don't listen to every single one of our episodes. Okay, so here's most my here's my thing,
0: uh, and I take umbrage. I take umbrage with this poll uh, <laughs> because I, I don't think that this season, from you know how how many unknowns there are, uh, it's hard to quantify success in terms of like just looking at the end result. Now that goes out the window if Kawhi comes back at any point. Oh yeah, Kawhi is back.
1: I'm fully in at, this forty percent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm at, ready to at, lose my mind <laughs> at, at any point. I, I'm definitely with the majority of fans out there. Uh, but knowing what we know about this season is that we will not have Kawhi for at least a portion of it. It's still yeah. a question mark what Zoo and Surge's availability is going to be.
1: Which I think I I think my eyes have glazed over to this, and I am firmly in that they're going to be fine for opening night. I mean, <laughs> you know, we we still don't know definitely. Yeah. But it's based I, on one Instagram picture and Surge's cooking show. <laughs> so I also, also just think on. that like.
0: So, you know, we update you on the third Center Watch most every day on this podcast. I think that not seeing news on that front uh, also is starting to lean me oh, more towards call. towards hope that both
1: of those guys are going to be available. Yeah. Um, Last season, they freaked out inside Patterson for like twice what he should have been given. So nice that that hasn't happened yet. Yes, exactly. Uh,
0: so I guess success to me looks a little bit different. Um, I will be talking about this team's projected starting lineup tomorrow uh uh, with josh lloyd on the lockdown nba podcast self-promo but um i am flip-flopping back and forth on whether terrence mann is going to be in the starting lineup or not uh look i think a success this season would be terrence mann developing into a replacement starter level player
1: right for the record he had a 0.6 value over replacement player last season so hey he's well on his way he's well on his way (laughs) Uh,
0: but some other like successes to me, like I'm looking for the development of this team, you know, last year it kind of became a cliche that like we had to stress process over result. Uh, you know, we talked about it on this podcast many, many times. And this year, it's a little bit different because of the way our home games are stacked early. Like, right. it, it's we gonna any be,
1: favors in the schedule.
0: Yes. It's going to be a lot more important with, I mean, over a third of our home games occurring in the first month and a month and a half of the season yeah. uh, to come out strong. But I think things like, to me, that I'm going to be looking for is, like I said, the Terrence Mann thing. Reggie being able to take over this offense oh, yeah. for a full season. Which we're going to touch on next segment. Uh, which we will talk about further later. But, you know, he, for all intents and purposes, led this offense uh, Absolutely. For, for the majority of the games as a starter uh, last year. So Sometimes there's no reason not
1: even knowing until tip-off.
0: Yes, so there's no reason to think that he can't do it. But we don't have the safety net of Kawhi and Paul George this year. Right. Uh, We also don't, you know, like there's not room for error if Morris isn't at 100% at any point during the season like we had last year. He hasn't been talked about a lot in the soft
1: season in terms of expectations and stuff. I think people are kind of sleeping on him a bit. And if Terrence
0: Mann isn't in the starting lineup, that's going to mean Batum is going to be back in the starting lineup with Morris.
1: on that second uh, unit.
0: uh, Which makes things a lot more difficult for the second unit. But I do think that there's value to, depending on how Tyloo staggers guys, just starting with... You know the your best punch. Just starting yeah, with absolutely. your haymaker, haymaker, and just staggering guys as need be. I do not think during the season we're going to see a lot of time where you know Morris, Batum, and Paul George, like any combination of of two of those guys, and certainly not three, are not on the floor. Yeah, for sure, um, that's a good call. So I, you know. In going with that, if Batum is back in starting lineup, continuing the streak of successful play that he had last season on both ends of the floor, it's yeah. going to be super important. Um, you know, his playmaking, Reggie, which we'll talk about more in the next segment, is like a three assists a game per, like, per game guy, yeah. or has been with the Clippers thus far, Right. Uh, which unless we're counting on Paul George to do a lot more playmaking, which I don't know if that's going to be quite enough. So Batum, it's going to fall on him, you know, obviously Paul George. The biggest success to me is just going to be Paul George and Marcus Morris ste- stepping
1: up to that next level. So PG getting to the MVP G level, basically. If
0: I mean, if Paul George is the MVP and we miss the playoffs,
1: <laughs> no, I'm is re- the season not even, a success? I don't think that's possible. Is the season not a success? I don't think you could have the MVP and miss the playoffs. no. I don't not in no, no. There's <laughs> that nowhere that would be hilarious. Um, well, that's what's funny. Like, people you mentioned uh, Reggie and Nico. A lot of people are banking on Bledsoe and Winslow to become kind of this season's version of that. And if we get anything close to what happened with Reggie and Nico from these two, that would be great. I think Bledsoe's obviously in a better position because he's just healthier. Um, He plays more games. So Bledsoe's raising his floor is going to be pretty crucial with that. Um, I look at, I think about the ceiling of this team and it's like, so the ceiling of this team on paper is still very much so a playoff team. Yeah. And you think about that plus those ideas that you just talked about and like what'd you line up? You lined up five points, which were all great. If three of those hit, yes. this team is kind of a deeper playoff run, is a deep off player run team. I'm not saying they're a finals team. Like If Kawhi comes back and three of these hit, look out. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Then the team is borderline unstoppable. But it, so much of it hinges on Kawhi. So much of it, well, maybe not so much, but a fair amount does hinge on Bledsoe and Winslow kind of being able to soak up minutes in a Productive way, not in an even keel way. Yeah, like so, you know, you mentioned Terrence Mann being, you know, value over replacement player. Seeing Winslow become a solidly value over replacement player would be great too. Um, or just because we know Bledsoe, level. right? Yeah, because we know Bledsoe is already, uh, yeah, and he's available and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm looking up Winslow's numbers. You know, minus 0.5 last year, minus 0.1, 0.7, 0.4, minus 0.3, minus 0.3 value over replacement. And that's not like the biggest end-all, be-all stat, obviously. Not honestly. We're not saying that, but it certainly helps when you're a, a higher number than a lower in this stat. So, yeah, him and Terrence Mann being able to maintain consistent value over replacement starting level player would be great for this team that's such a that's a good thing to keep an eye out should we do vorp watch vorp watch is that too deep analytics we really dabble in that uh let that
0: us way. know if you're against vorp yeah, watch we will be taking a vorp watch to see how these guys are looking above the competition <laughs> but i i don't know it's it's interesting to me because yes uh on paper given what we did and saw last year uh i mean i think this team does have the ability to make a western conference final oh, yeah. it's just not the season to me is not a success if they don't get there that's
1: the other part the season to it's me... It's not a failure if they don't make it there, I think is the is a good way to phrase it.
0: The season to me is not a success if we're unable to develop any of these key players that I pointed out in a meaningful way, and or we're also unable to find some development time for any number of the young guards on our roster that we, you know, we don't really know what their futures yeah. are with this team.
1: And it's going to be interesting to watch what happens with the loss of Kenny Atkinson in the development area. Yes. A um, whole lot to dive into. Coming up... We're going to be talking Reggie Jackson improvements. We touched on them in a bit uh, in this podcast, or in that segment, we're going to talk a little bit more coming up. But first, got to give a shout out to Sweat Block. There are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is sweating too much. You know when you happen to be sweating through your shirts for no reason? That's not a good time. Uh, Some of you may know someone who's dealt with this and it can be difficult. We understand this isn't the most important thing. There's much worse problems in the world. But let's be honest, in the moment, it can feel like a big deal. You see someone sweating a bunch, you say, they're not having a very good time nobody likes to pit out during an important speech interview or first date heaven forbid i'd much rather not worry about it and that's why people use sweat block antiperspirant wipes sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants you simply apply it at nighttime before bed go to bed dream your sweat-free dreams the next morning you wake up wash and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed no more pitting out no more picking shirts based on what one will hide your sweat better if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CVS. And now that you're not sweating, what can you watch TV on and how? Oh,
0: you gotta check out DirecTV. Look, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've oh, got your neighbor's what? best friend's login for the good stuff. Take that as you will. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
1: All right. Man, we're earning these live reads this week. Uh, we're talking Reggie Jackson improvements. Uh... He was the one of the greatest stories of the Clippers last season, maybe the after his post game interview. Just I got seen it, yeah. Everything that happened, how much this team welcomed him as he said. The, the playoff. Fa- I, I think the the
0: fan response. I mean, like I think everybody out there, cap off to you. When Reggie was checking in, in the playoffs, and there was just a Dude, stadium Reggie chants, full oh. of people chanting Reggie. Goosebumps. Uh, oof, my gosh, it was it was so powerful. So. Now, what can he do better? No. <laughs> well, right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, now, uh, like I talked about in the last segment, our margins for error are very
1: slim. Yes. Reggie is going to have to elevate his level of play. It's really interesting to think about because uh, we talked about a little bit up top. Most fans agree this is Reggie's team to be the starting point guard for. Um, if you don't, get at us with a rational reason, at on clips because I would like to hear one maybe arguing for Bledsoe. So other than like Bledsoe better or some bad argument like that.
0: My argument is just if Bledsoe I, we know that Reggie and Luke doesn't work. So he can't Firmly. he can't be coming off the bench. If you have an argument for Bledsoe to be in the starting lineup and just devil may care what the backcourt <laughs> of the second unit looks like. Uh yeah, let us know. Let not. us
1: know. Our ears are there. Um so we in the playoffs, Reggie averaged 18 3 and 3. from three on seven attempts per game. Had one more turnover uh, per game than during the regular season, which is kind of like, for the entire playoff run, he was plus 107, spread between 19 games for around plus five and a half net rating per game. Now, in the regular season, his scoring went down to 11 points per game. Still shot 46% from two, or excuse me, 43% from three on four attempts. Just one turnover and a plus three net rating. So, can... His playoff, I don't think he needs to average 18 points for this Clippers team in the regular season. Interesting. That means if Reggie's averaging 18, I know he can, but if Reggie's averaging 18, the shot distribution's interesting because you still have Mook, who should probably be getting some, maybe, of the. It's interesting to think about what this team looks like if he's averaging 18 because we're playing with expanded lineups, right? Like, this isn't like if he averages 18 in the playoffs. That's awesome because lineups are seven guys, eight guys. Yeah. Regular season, it would be interesting. But can he bring these stats up? Like he shot fantastically from two-point percentage in the playoffs. He shot like 60% almost on twos in the playoffs. Regular season, that's 46% on those twos. So how does this look without Kawhi? What do you think he needs to do to bring his... To maybe bridge the average between that 11 and 18 point total between last year's regular season and the playoffs. Well,
0: he's going to need to be more aggressive on ball. You know, he had a lot of success off ball, um, mm-hmm. but he's going to need to be comfortable attacking with the ball in his hands. He will, depending on what that starting lineup looks like, have the spacing around him uh, to kind of clear things out for him. If he's able to get, you know, um, if he's able to get to the rim. And play that, like you know, sort of aggressive north-south kind of uh, style that we... Which the Clippers you know, miss sometimes. Which we have missed yeah. at times in a point guard. And I do think could be lacking sometimes, uh, even as developed as Pat Bev's floater game got. I, you know, right. I, I don't think he was necessarily as feared of an on-ball scorer. Yeah, for um, sure. Which is, you know, no discredit to him. Uh, but... <laughs> So, yeah, I I think that he's going to need to be comfortable attacking with the ball in his hands. The biggest thing I'm going to be looking at is, like, is he going to be able to take some of the playmaking duties away from Paul George? Because under 18 points per game, that's fine. I still think that assist number is going to need to be around 5 a game.
1: I was going to say he might have to double it. Yeah. Because PG is going to have some—we saw him do pretty good this season. Some of the turnovers, you're like, ah, you know, that's not a turnover— Usually the point cards make, but do your thing, Paul, you're doing good. Do you think that him, I mean, like,
0: honestly, this team is resting on Paul George's shoulders. Right. We said it last year, this team would go as far as Paul George would take us. Yeah. Uh, it's doubly true this year. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that, you know, for Paul George, that heightens uh, sort of like the level of awareness that he has on court to a level where some of those turnovers, uh, it, just the really passing to no one. To the
1: opposing I, coach, like the popcorn guy. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I think uh, are overruled. I mean, some of the things like with his dribble, I think just are what they are. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes he's going to get the ball swatted at. He's a bigger dude. He's maybe too smooth sometimes. <laughs> yeah, hey. Uh, <laughs> no, no, just just joking on that one. But uh, I, I think that like with him in sort of this clarified role uh that that will take care of some of that but reggie being able to alleviate some of that burden from him for you know over the the rigors of an 82 game season i think it's going to be absolutely pivotal and honestly like yeah pg averaged five assists last season yeah and i mean if if he can average that or you know maybe get that up to six yeah uh, cut down on
1: the three turnovers a game um because Reggie, I think Reggie's turnovers probably go up a little bit, maybe. Of course, Kawhi, yeah. With the, which got to deal with. With um, a higher usage, of course. But it's going to be... Yeah, I, I think he can't... Like, I just want him... He's just got to improve the... Like, we talked about Zuby in a double-double guy. Where are like, he's only X amount of points away. He's like, what, one and a half points and like three boards mm-hmm. away from being a double-double guy? I mean, if Reggie moves up, and I know this is obviously the most basic numbers you can look at, but if we're getting Reggie at... 15 points a game, 5 assists, rebounds, sure, 3, three why not? Fine. yeah And still can maintain 43% from 3 on maybe a little more than, it might be up to 5 attempts per game. Yeah. Than 4. That's fantastic. Yeah. Turnovers, uh, less than 2.5, and, and I'm okay, I'm happy. So part of this is also going to be dictated by the personnel that he has around him. Yeah, you mentioned the staggering kind of, we don't know what the lineups, you know, Bledsoe and Winslow... That's two rotation guys where we don't really know how it's gonna work out yet.
0: Yeah. What in your mind is the best? Assuming that Reggie Jackson does have the starting point guard position, what's the best lineup around him to to ensure his success?
1: I mean, it's Reggie, Batum, Mook, PG, and Surge. Yeah. Like that's it. Like. Yeah. You got. And do you think that you factors have Batum cutting? You have PG can get to the rim. You got Reggie to the rim. You got Surge down there who can also stretch the floor. Like that's the ideal lineup for Reggie because the ball yeah. movement's great too. Yeah. Um, do you think that that
0: dictates the way that uh, Tyloo? You know, does that force Tyloo's hand at all
1: in terms of? Because like I mean, like I'm thinking about the second Unix spacing and like. You got, With Batum in the starting lineup, and it kind of hurts your head. Yeah, I mean... With the offseason lenses on, obviously. You have you do have Luke and Mann still out there on that second unit. Mann still has got to prove that he's a consistent threat from outside, though. Yeah. Playoffs, it was fantastic. And we saw his confidence grow. I don't think that confidence went away. Yeah. Um, but So you got two shooters, and then you have, like, Bledsoe, Surge, and... Well, Bledsoe and Zoo, if Surge is in the starting right, lineup. Bledsoe and Zoo, and then it's like... Winslow's out there yeah. and the shooting is the spacing is not good. Uh, sitting on the couch thinking about this <laughs> the first of September, but it's gonna be. I think if but how about this? If Batum's out there with Reggie, I think that's the best pairing he needs to be out there with. Yeah, other than PG, obviously, obviously, yeah. Reggie and PG is great, but like other than PG, I think Batum and Reggie should be on the floor mostly together. Yeah, got the cutting, got the shooting. He can cover up movement. for a lot
0: of things on defense. I mean, yeah. it's it's just difficult. And Pop this is why I keep flip-flopping on whether, you know, Terrence Mann should be starting at the three, whether Batum should be starting at the three. Is just we saw how much lineups can suffer without Batum in them, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that's why it would make sense to me to have him in that starting unit. But, yeah, I mean, like, you are taking a step back uh, on the bench. And likely, Batum will still have to be staggered in with that unit for defensive Absolutely. purposes, as we saw.
1: A hundred percent. Man, a whole lot of questions coming up in the offseason. Cannot wait for Clippers basketball to get here. Coming up, we're going to be talking Eric Smith, getting his much due in NBA 2K, as well as wishing a happy birthday to a Clippers player. But first, got to give a shout-out to Bilt Bar. Uh, Bilt Bar is very healthy. Also, some delicious flavors. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, you're missing out. They got coconut, strawberry caramel, cherry barcia, strawberry, raspberry, orange, cookies and cream, mint brownie, Double chocolate and German chocolate. Lately, I've been kind of on a cookies and cream cake. It's fantastic. Uh, if you don't want to try just one flavor, you can get a mixed box, which is sweet. You'll get two each of the nine flavors mentioned. Uh, not only Bilt Bar, uh, they're not only tasty, they're also very healthy. Obviously, I'm a very healthy person. Anyone who knows me knows that I eat healthy. Of course. Love yeah. built Bars. Uh, they have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams uh, sugar and only four to five grams net carbs. Unless you're fantastic.
0: Unless you're crumbling them apart, putting them on top of chili cheese fries, as I've seen you do. Of course.
1: Yeah, that's me. Uh, I do love chili cheese fries. Uh, if you want to save some money on some built bars, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 15% off your next order one more time. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at built.com. And after you've built up, uh, excuse me, after you've put down your appetite with some built bars, how can you build your money? All right, the best way to build your money is at
0: BetOnline. It's the safest, obviously, uh, but it's also the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. You know, I love my UFC MMA action. Yeah. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Damn. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Don't forget to use that promo code. Locked on. All right, so welcome to Shavings, which is where we talk about things related to the Clippers, but you know they're just in the drawer somewhere, right? Yeah, out. they're in the ether. It's uh, you know it's a ode to our old podcast. Uh, the Clippers PA announcer Eric Smith is going to be in the next two K game. Which is sick. They're doing a bunch of local PA announcers. That's a good time. He's famous, of course, for shooting two and the three-point play calls. Uh, did you know that the shooting two thing was to quiet the crowd before the person takes the free throws? Oh, no, that's Joseph brilliant. Joseph Frye Ward pointed that out on Twitter. Go follow Joseph Frye Ward. Um, do you think he'll revive Lawler's Law? I think the Clippers have kind of like outlawed that being said, but do you think maybe they'll sneak it in there? Uh, no. Probably not. Probably. It's
0: weird, because we talked about this before last season, like how... it, it There's Lawler kind of erasure. A
1: little bit. There's no bingo. A little bit. There's and no... Uh, I think it's a yeah. sign of
0: respect, you know, because they,
1: they... Uh, I think it's... I don't think it's a sign of respect. I don't think it's a sign of disrespect. Wow. But I think it's something that's really weird to do. I agree. You know what? No other team has had an announcer for 40 years, especially a team with the history of the Clippers, who have been four... Uh, a fair amount of their history. Maybe not the most elite team. Ralph's stuck, so it's just kind of... He definitely maybe shouldn't be on Twitter as much as he is. But leaving <laughs> he's having a good time. I know he's having a good time. But leaving the, any of the Ralph stuff out is a little like... I just think it's weird. He has a, and that's for 40 years, and now there's going to be... like It's it's so weird to... like In 20 years, if you meet a Clippers fan, they're maybe going to have no idea who Ralph Lawler was. In 20 years? Like, there's going to be, like, the golden mic, but they're going to be like, who was Ralph Lawler? You're going to be like, oh, he was the announcer for 40 years. Like, oh, what did he say? Oh, nothing you've ever heard said at the stadium. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: I I mean, I'm hoping that that kind of changes in our new... Got to get that statue. ...in the new arena. Yeah. Does Uh, Ralph get a statue? I hope so. Not
1: first, obviously.
0: I hope so. I mean, like... Viv gets the first statue. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know that... He's got to be the single most important media personality, and, like... One of just the most important pieces of
1: Clippers lore, I
0: mean, has yes. ever. I mean, he, he was through this team, through,
1: he was in the trenches. He
0: was in the proverbial Dude, trenches.
1: Yes, he absolutely was. Um, he was there for the worst parts of it, af- like, just absolutely. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, or Stefano, excuse me. Um, was thinking about Bond and Vives. Uh Third center watch. Hey, no updates. Nothing. We got nothing for you. Uh, someone asked if Millsap is too small to be the third big. Where do you do you agree or disagree with that? Uh,
0: it depends. Like we keep kind of going back and forth on you know how long is sustainable to run small ball lineups with this right. team. And I think if you're able to take some of that duty off of you know either Batum or Morris uh, and pass it on to somebody else, I think that it's all relative, right? Yeah. Um, I I don't think that he's too small. Um, but, you know, he is, you know, health will be a concern with him. And For certainly, sure. you know, banging around at the five, it, you know, it's not the greatest to yeah. to maintain your health. Um, but, no, I, I don't think that he's necessarily too small to be the third big. I think that we talked about this on, on the podcast before, too. Our third center rotation in in the past couple of years has generally gone to someone who is... A bit more of a shooter. A, can theoretically can, can stretch the floor. <laughs> can theoretically stretch the floor a little bit more and maybe isn't, you know... A fully traditionally
1: sized center. Right. Agreed. Um, I don't think he's too small. I mean, we've seen Ty Lue maximize people's value. He wouldn't be asking Paul Millsap to, like, post a gigantic... You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to see Bobon versus Millsap. Yeah. Um, I don't think. Um, but I also,
0: you know, I wonder if there's questions about his health, and that's, yeah. you know, why he's not on the Nuggets right now. That's a good call.
1: Uh, we're recording this on Jay Scrub's birthday. Happy birthday, Jay Scrub. Um, Hyped to see what he does this season with the Clippers. What are you getting Jay Scrub for his birthday?
0: tie-dye headband that's a really good answer i mean he rocks he looks great in the headband right uh there's
1: <laughs> you know you want him to get a little more early whiz Khalifa with
0: him. i mean uh, yeah i think like a good tie-dye vibe is a good vibe also look here's the thing sometimes is there
1: a tie-dye guy in the nba like how come there's not a player who just like oh tie dye's is my thing I don't, it's not illegal is it no you can wear acid wash stuff you can I... definitely wear a tie-dye <laughs> uh sometimes there's too many white headbands on the clippers court and hmm. I think a, a tie dye one could kind of break the mold. Does it have to be like red, white, and blue tie like Clippers colors? Or are you thinking just like I was
0: thinking? Any maybe kind?
1: I was thinking any kind. That would be a lot, <laughs> but that would be sick. Is the NBA like the NFL where you can only wear? We well, obviously can't. They like, outlawed the sweet head wraps. Yeah, but can you only wear like NBA approved gear? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it'd have to have an NBA
0: logo on it. But you're telling me aj scrub tie dye band pre- wouldn't he sell? He could do that
1: pregame, no problem. That's a good call. Um, I would get jay Scrub uh, a painting of a painting of him, Terrence Mann, and Kobe all playing basketball again. Of course, That's what I is know. he old enough to have a beer? Could you get him one cold beer? I think he turned. I think this is his twenty-first birthday, which makes me feel old as shit. Oh yeah, well
0: then someone out there, if you see jay Scrub. Go ahead. Buy the man a drink.
1: Yeah. If you see Jay Scrub out, uh, buy him a drink. Tell him it's all locked on clips. Or send a, send a bottle to his table. I don't know. I don't know how kids party. Yeah. Venmo days. us. Venmo request us for it or something. Just DM us. If you, see, if you see Jay Scrub, buy him a beer. It's his birthday. He has one week to redeem this. You, however, you have to prove it. So if you yeah. see Jay, send Jay us Scrub a picture. and you buy him a beer or anything, take a picture of it. DM us because we don't want the team to know any you know, we don't want the team to know this business too much, and we'll reimburse you for the the drink. Yeah. Up to a certain point. <laughs> up to a threshold. Man, yeah. I'm worried we're gonna have too many takers on this. That's how many people you think listen <laughs> to this A who have access to J Scrub. What if he's just like, hey wow, I heard the locked on cliff guy's doing free drinks. Come meet me at That'd be so funny. <laughs> Come meet me at a uh, bar eighty two up at the top of the US Bank building. <laughs> Come buy me a drink. Um all right, that about wraps it up. We're getting off track. Uh, what do you think he would drink? Probably something. Uh, what a 21-year-old drinks in 2021? I mean, don't you, when you this like first turn 21, you drink like vodka cranberry? Or I had what was known as a flaming Lamborghini, which is a drink you have to drink that's on fire before the straw burns your face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was another person there whose birthday it was, also 21st. I got the same drink. I made it a competition. I won. Yeah. Good Maybe time. he has a signature drink somewhere, which is called scrub water. Ooh, good. call. <laughs> What would be the scrub water? All right, we're getting way <laughs> off track. Uh, we're tracking VORP and we're making scrub waters. Uh, Friday, Friday's episode, maybe a third center update. Who knows? Um, Going to be talking improvements from Luke Kennard. Most of that's kind of on but we'll get into it. Of course, a love, Mary quarantine. And whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Will, where can these fantastic listeners tell their friendly USPS worker, if they have the kind of relationship where they talk about this, to listen to our podcast? And again, shout out to all the US Postal Service workers out there. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts.
0: We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works flawlessly. Uh, you know, we're not coming at you five days a week, but we will be again at the end of the month. You know, we'd love to have you listen. We absolutely would. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William, the Opinion Updike. As always, we appreciate you.